politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank, and I'm the host of the show, and thank you for listening. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking the show out. If you're a return listener, thanks for coming back and continuing to listen. The show is available on the following podcasting apps. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. If you listen to the podcast using one of these apps, please click subscribe, and this will allow you to receive notifications when new episodes are uploaded. This podcast covers three different subjects, movies, sports, and politics. Each episode is dedicated to one of these topics. You can follow the show on social media. The handle for Twitter is at BendYourEarPod. This is also the handle for Instagram. If you want to email the show, the email is BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. If you're not using a podcasting app to listen to the show, you can always get episodes directly from the website, which is www.LetMeBendYourEar.com. I will be discussing the new film Tenant, written and directed by Christopher Nolan. This marks the return of movies to theaters that were closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The film was pushed back three times as it was reported that Nolan instructed Warner Brothers that he did not want his film to be released on VOD as other releases had been. Nolan is one of those rare directors that has complete control of his films, and he has also been an outspoken advocate for theaters as the places to see and experience movies. Having seen Tenet, I agree that this film is made for the big screen. I will get to the review in a moment. Nolan took more than five years to write the screenplay after deliberating about Tenet's central ideas for over a decade. The film was shot in Denmark, Estonia, India, Italy, Norway, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Cinematographer Hoyt Van Hoytema, who also worked with Nolan on his films Dunkirk and Interstellar, shot Tenet using both 70mm cameras and IMAX cameras. The IMAX format having been championed by Nolan since using them for selected scenes in The Dark Knight. The cast includes John David Washington as the protagonist, Robert Pattinson as Neil, Elizabeth Dubicki as Kat, and Kenneth Branagh as Andre Sater. Nolan regular Michael Kay makes a brief appearance as a British intelligence officer. The film opens with an excellent set piece in an opera house in Kiev where the protagonist takes part in an attempt to obtain an artifact. The protagonist ends up being captured and tortured. He takes a cyanide pill to end his life. The pill, however, is a fake, and he is awakened and told that this was a test. The protagonist is then recruited to a group called Tenant, and he learns that they are studying bullets that can move through time due to a process called inversion. With assistance from Neil, a local contact in Mumbai, they reach out to an arms dealer who informs them that the bullets were inverted by a Russian oligarch named Andre Sater. Sater is married to Kat, an art appraiser who essentially is a prisoner of her husband due to blackmail involving a counterfeit piece of art. His leverage is further strengthened by the threat of keeping their son away from her. There are phenomenal action set pieces in Tenet, as you would expect from a Christopher Nolan film. There is a fantastic fight sequence between the protagonist and a soldier that is inverted while another soldier is fighting Neil. It turns out that they were both fighting the same person. The person fighting Neil was the uninverted fighter while the protagonist was fighting the fighter that was inverted. The scene during the theft of a needed drawing involves crashing a 747 into a vault as a diversion. This is also well executed and action packed. 
I want to discuss the performances in Tenant. John David Washington, who received great reviews for his work in Spike Lee's Black Klansman, is fantastic as the protagonist. He has an effortless charisma that is on full display in this film. He is great in the large action pieces and in the smaller moments in the film. He is a bona fide movie star and will be one for years to come. Robert Pattinson is also great as Neil, the wisecracking sidekick to the protagonist. The two have a great chemistry that makes you want to see these two characters in a completely different movie. Elizabeth Dubicki as Cat is also good. Her scenes with Branagh are filled with the tense interplay of a relationship that exists only as a front based on Sater's captive hold over her by using their son. Dubicki, however, does not get to really shine until the third act of the film. I really enjoyed Kenneth Branagh's performance as Andre Sater. When I first saw the film, I thought his performance might be a scenery-chewing, hammy performance. And while he gets some explosive moments as Sater, I found most of the performance to be a controlled menace that made it clear that he was a man not to be trifled with and in control at all times. There is a great scene at a dinner party where Sater nonchalantly informs the protagonist how he will have him killed via a very specific method with a casual smile on his face. It's a really good performance and I would not be surprised if he received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for his work here. Now my thoughts on the film. First, the positives. As I stated earlier, if you want to see this movie, please try to see it on a big screen. While I did not see it in IMAX, this is a big screen film. With COVID measures still in place around the country, I know this may be difficult. I was fortunate enough to get to see it in a theater and I'm happy I did. The set pieces, cinematography, editing, and the scope of the film are made for the theater experience. As with every Nolan film, it is ambitious, action-packed, well-acted, and well-executed. The ambition, however, is a double-edged sword, which I will get into in a moment with the negatives. This film is never dull. At 2 hours and 30 minutes, it is packed with a lot, and you see that Christopher Nolan loves movies and wants to entertain and provoke thought. Now, for the negatives. I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Memento, Inception, and The Dark Knight are some of my favorite movies. But like Interstellar, I'm starting to see some things that I do not love. At his best, I connected with Nolan's films on a visceral level that left me blown away by both the technical and filmmaking prowess along with the story. While Tenant has the usual filmmaking virtuosity that Nolan is known for, I did find myself not connecting to the central story that would make me give this film my wholehearted recommendation. I am concerned that this trend will continue. Again, I appreciate the ambitious storytelling and applaud films that don't settle for just doing the same things. But at its heart, as a viewer of movies, I still need to be moved in a way that connects me to the action. In Memento, even though telling the story backward was cool, the connection to the lead character's search for answers regarding the murder of his wife is what grounds the film for me in a very real way. I wish Tenet had done the same for me. I think I would love to see Nolan tell a smaller story and bring all of that talent and filmmaking excellence to an intimate venue. I have no doubt it would be great. With all that being said, there is a lot to like about Tenet, and if you can go to a theater to see a movie, then you could do a whole lot worse than this globe-trotting, mind-bending, action-packed spectacle from one of the best directors working today. So I am giving Tenet three and a half Van Goghs out of five. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting app, please take a moment to rate and review. This is a quick and easy way you can help the show attain a higher profile in searches when people are seeking out new podcasts. 
Another way you can help raise the profile of the podcast if you enjoyed what you heard or you think a friend might like it is to share the episode on your social media. This is another easy way to help the show reach a wider audience. The podcast is available on the following podcasting apps, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Episodes can also be downloaded directly from the website at www.letmebendyourear.com. If you want to email the show, the email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to the show, and I hope everyone has a great week.